When looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Well, excuse me! Looking for good ideas for life? You're far from good hands. Hey, bud, what's your problem? If you think the listener is always right, you're far from the right place. Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, but a rebel by choice. Are you threatening me? If you want a host that floats between love and madness, and we know the night is always gonna be here anyway. Thinking of you's working up my appetite, looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. All right, guys, uh, listen to the blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? Warning, creators of this game do understand the subject matter may be offensive to some, but they do honor the families and people that have been affected by these real-life tragedies that these individuals have caused. Wanna play a game? Oh yeah! Lover of true crime? Yes, yes, yes. Well, we got an interesting game for you to check out. Wow. With the mashup of influences such as horror movies, collecting cards, and RPGs. What? Led to giving birth to an incredible creation of this game. Killers, the card game. You are all my children now. This game is a collectible trading card game featuring some of the most infamous killers with tidbits of trivia on the back of each card to help you learn some insight to each criminal. Who the hell are you? Let's not forget, during the game, cops will be chasing you and these criminals. I'm a cop, you idiot! However, check out their website listed through all social media today, which can be found under Killers, the card game. Am I on the internet? I want to play a game. Hey guys, what's happening? My name's Danny Hassel and you guys are listening to Crazy Train Radio. It's going to be a good time. your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, been looking forward to this one, and actually... 
been a couple years since wanting to do this one, but I got to connect with him in Backwoods, Kentucky, in person. Uh, True. Back... Unfortunately, I won't tell the joke that me and Danny had six teeth amongst us, and we had the most in the whole state. But that's a whole nother. <laughs> that that kind of <laughs> that kind of shit will get me in trouble. But uh, right. telling those kind of jokes. But fuck them. No, but this man has done a lot, both personally and professionally. Most people know him from Nightmare 4 and 5, a little documentary called, you know, Never Sleep Again. Yes, it's only like 17 hours long, so... Yes, and there was a little tidbit that I got from that. (laughs) Really? Well, if you're a Nightmare franchise. Well, it has to do with you, but... It's Danny Hassel. How are you doing, sir? Good, man. Great to great to see you again, man. I finally link up because yeah, we we uh shoot, we met a long time ago. I think somewhere in Jersey, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember yeah, the first time. Yeah. No, you know what? You know what it was? I think it was uh Orlando. At, uh, okay, even back for sure. It's like 2015-ish. I mean, you know, yeah. right when that things were good. That's when cons were big and everybody was, you know, going and every it was like going to concerts. And then, uh, yeah, it's like that. Everything was good till about 2020, and then everything hit the skids. And I was like, oh my, you know, it was just the weirdest time ever. And I just started getting into the whole con- convention thing, you know. So yeah, kind of went in the toilet there for a sec. <laughs> just like I was in, but we won't tell that joke. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, so yeah, yeah man. That was uh, the first time we met, and then, yeah, and then I've been, you know, listening to your show. You got the crazy, crazy train radio thing, and so we just never linked up. And then finally, yeah, I started yeah. doing. Con- well, they started, you know, you have to kind of get invited to the convention circuit, and like, I'm only in, you know, I haven't done anything really big currently, but I was in obviously in the, the big franchise movies, and uh, so you know, like I said. Right before COVID, I thought, oh, this was awesome. I'm going to start going to all these cons. This is so cool. And then my band was playing and all that. And then, whoop, nothing, man. Live music, live events, period. Was Just shut know, down. Shut down. So, I mean, talk about And then we're still recovering. It's still a weird time, you know what I mean? And I, yeah. as, honest, as a performer, because I'm still, I still like to go to shows, too. I thought it was fucking ridiculous if you go to the show and you got to wear a mask as a participant as a as an audience member but the people don't have to or vice versa or people were like going and doing shows with like the musicians were wearing masks and i was like fuck this i'm not doing this man i'm just not doing it and i just never did and now it's kind of optional i guess or whatever but that's cool at least at least it's not mandatory because i thought that was just bonkers yeah you know? exactly out here well, in california brother we got you know Still got people in their cars by themselves wearing their masks and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, I'm cool with the mask, but not by yourself in a car. Come on, folks. You know, like, yeah. I mean, okay, right. I guess there's a time and a place. I mean, the airplanes that make you wear them, or maybe it was optional last time I went. But anyhow, I'm just saying, it's just really, it's weird time. And <laughs> what's cool is now they're having cons again and they're having obviously concerts and live events are happening. And you know, it's still like a, a, a it's still getting going again though. Cause yeah. they're still, you know, still going through the weird rules, but especially big Hollywood on keeping up on vaccinations and all that bullshit. It's still pretty, 
it's still not ironed out. You know? Yeah. It's a evolving process. I'll put it that it way. Is. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it was funny because one of the first things I did, and I made the joke there starting out that might have to drink because of getting over a cold. <laughs> I first saw Danny in the gang because most of his castmates I know from having on and watch alongs and all that fun stuff. And we have a co-host who is from Ireland who was having a hard time and stuff. And first thing I do, Brooke, these asked me, hey, how's Elena doing and this, that, and the other? We ended up doing shots for her right then and there Friday night at the show. Oh, right. So, uh, I'm trying to think of her last name. Tully. Yes, correct. I've actually met him a few times. And even one of the only times I went to a convention in, uh, I believe, London, I got invited out to, well, not I was in Birmingham, England, but it was England. And they yeah. came. And so, yeah, they're sweet people. She's a sweet girl. So, yeah. yeah. Was, and, and she was like, oh, Danny was involved. Thank you. But, you know, all good. You know, we had fun that weekend. For uh, sure. But speak, I'll go to the little hint that I learned from Never Sleep Again. And I got to hear, I got to hear it from your perspective. And okay. I know, I know my phone is going to go off when this is released. I know Brookie is going to call me going, what in the hell? <laughs> you know. But she said in the documentary that she was the one that hassled you to go out with you and stuff at that time period after the movie. We, so what happened there? Damn! Are you talking about Brooke Thies? Duh. Yes, Brooke Thies was, she still is. We immediately, yeah, I mean, full disclosure, we had a crush on each other from the start, man. We had a true, and so, I and Lisa was supposed to be my, you know, what do you call that, my uh, girlfriend in the movie, and we had yeah. chemistry. Lisa was very married and very professional, and, you know, she <laughs> didn't get to hang out. I mean, she did, but the cast, the other cast, we weren't, none of any of us weren't married at that time. So we were like a little gang, you know, we all hung out together. And and generally speaking, you know, people get together with, uh, what do you call it? They're, it's a very common for people to date their castmates and it's all juicy gossip. And it's actually a lot. I think it's, it's kind of lame, but it happens, whatever. But we, uh, yeah. What is it called? Brooke and I, we actually did date for a little bit after the movie was over. And after, you know, uh, just a little bit of time after that. But yeah, we, we, I'd say it was 50 50. We got it. We had a crush on each other from the start. And she wasn't like, you know, she's not a, she was always a good girl, a good, good person, a sweet girl. So you had to be a decent dude. You couldn't be a jerk to her and try to be her boyfriend or whatever. And, that, and we liked each other. So yeah, after the filming was done, I think we dated for a little bit. And then um, she actually went on to be, on an episodic television call, show called uh, Just the Ten of Us. And then we, yeah. you know, we kind of parted ways after that. But uh, oh, yeah, that's the secret juicy gossip. But we yeah. still always loved it. I mean, like each other, you know what I mean? But when we were young, yeah, full puppy love. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she made it sound like, it, you know, at least documentary wise, it was like, oh, I was stalking him. He was like, like she was trying to make you pray. Maybe, you know? Hey, now. Yeah, but yeah, we definitely liked each other for sure. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, Brooke is always, she's still super hot. (laughs) 
She's so she was always good looking, man. Like that's I'm a deal. Oh, come on, who was everyone's a sucker. No, I just gave the fur. Like, she was so beautiful when she was young. And what's funny is in the movie, and she's always super fit, you know, and built. She always had the great body. But the the crazy hair, that wasn't her hair. You know, that was like some she, she looked like she looked like fucking one of those hair bands, like fucking warrant or some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Hey, but, it could be, uh, what the hell was it? It could have been like, uh, do you know, know all, part, it could have been like Dawkins from part three. Dawkins, Rat, Winger, Warrant, Cinderella. She <laughs> 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 could have been any of the bandmates with that, with that dude. No. Yeah. Those are fun times though, man. What a cool time in our life, you know? Oh, exactly. I know Brooke's going to call saying, what are you guys breaking my balls for? You know, it's all good, you know. What you, yeah. I mean, that was the only juicy gossip. And then I kind of stayed out of all the, like, gossip, gossip. We tried to keep it fun. But I guess there were some other things going on. But um, we now it's like we have to tell the same stories. I'm, I was gonna, We're just going to lie and start saying some crazy shit. Like, actually, yeah, I actually got Brooke pregnant. Get in my belly! You know, during the movie, but... <laughs> We didn't talk about it. <laughs> just, just make up a complete bullshit lie. <laughs> I'm I'm game. I'm game. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, you know, it was funny, and we'll jump back to Nightmare and all in a bit. But I know recently, I guess it was last year, you did uh, Reunion from Hell too, and got what a to fun, super fun movie. Well, I did two movies. This is why I'm going to start lying to you. Yeah, I did four movies and just lie because they, they fucking lied to me, dude. So <laughs> I, I have a poster for this movie called Nightfall. And it was a vampire movie. And I play a soldier. It's a half vampire, half soldier. He's not full vampire, but he serves as vampires, whatever. Filmed the movie. And now I can't even get pieces of the movie. I don't know what's they're like. I have to just wait for it to come out and buy my own DVD or whatever. It's just it's obviously an independent film company. But talk about getting screwed over. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, that is funny. Can I get a still shot? I was so excited. But the point of bringing that up is, yeah, like I did two movies back to back. I did that one, and I'm doing a small uh, cowboy movie here pretty soon. So it's, it's a horror flick. It's small, independent. But uh, what's it called? Yeah, and this I did the. The vampire movie called Nightfall, which I I guess no one will ever see it until it's in freaking Walmart or where I have to buy my own D. I can't get the guys like I just got the middle finger. I'm like, dude, you guys are jerks. Oh come on! But then I did. I met Hayden Newman and I did a movie called Reunion from Hell, and we all went to Tennessee and uh, filmed this movie up in a cabin, and it's a slasher movie. You know, it's like it's a horror film. You know, it's got some great deaths and stuff. It's really cool, and it's also a small, it's independent film. And it came out really good. And so uh, I just, we had a little premiere out in, out in Nashville, not even like two weeks ago. And I saw it on the big screen. So it's a lot of fun. You know, it's a lot of fun if you're a horror fan. So well, I was going to ask with that. That was a oh, reunion. There's a sex scene with two dudes. And it's not me. <laughs> so don't get too excited, everybody. It's not me. But there is a sex scene. You'll see it. So, but it's a good movie. It came out really good, man. It's like the way it looks and all that. And at least, at least these guys are going to give me a copy of the movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I was going to ask 
it was the your boxes in the movie and Mark Patton. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, it's that made it even more fun because Mark is freaking hilarious. You know, we didn't we didn't really run lines with everybody. We just kind of like did script reads, you know, like uh, vert online kind of thing. But then when we got on the set, you know, we didn't know we didn't, you know, we were doing blocking and kind of rehearsing it right there. And then uh, so we didn't know what how everybody was going to do their thing. And so you kind of were watching as we're doing it, you know, and Mark was making everybody laugh. He was hysterical, man. And so they came out really good, too, in the, in the actual movie. So it's funny. I mean, it's, his parts are very funny. And there's some really funny parts of the movie. And so actually the other actors as well, the whole cast, we got to know each other because we were living in a cabin. You know, again, this isn't Warner Brothers, big, big dollar. I mean, we got treated really well and all that. It wasn't like, you know, because I told him, I go, what are we going to sleep in the sleeping bags or what? How's this going to work? <laughs> like, no, the room. But it was everyone was in a cabin for a good, you know, a week and a half. So you got to know everybody. So and then there were other actors, you know, in the movie as well. So it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I was going to bring that up about uh, last Working with Lisa again and the first time working with Mark, which I should mention, this is the first time I've been able to publicly say it. Obviously, people who listen to what we do are aware of everything that's been going on with Mark. I Mark's haven't, out. Yeah. I haven't gotten an update. I did uh, talk to another co-star yours, uh, who's been giving me updates, uh, Patrice Popple from Part 5, and she's been Love filling it. me in. So I do hope that things are going well for Mark and everything else. Yeah. I feel close enough to where I could divulge some information, but I don't, even myself, I don't know. I know that he's doing okay. Let's just leave it at that. And uh, that's just, that's just, you know, hope wishing the best, you know, nothing bad so far, which is okay. At least I've seen pictures of him out there saying hello to everybody. So, and me, I know Mark, I know that he wouldn't do that unless he felt pretty good. So hopefully he's feeling better, you know? And I'm sure he is on the men. Let's put it that way. It's going to be, I'm yeah. sure it's not wake up and you're better. So, you know, yeah. so I'm sure he's, I'm sure we'll see him here. We'll start hearing from him pretty soon. I'm sure. Hopefully. Yeah. But like I said, I've been talking to Patrice to say, cause I know they talk often and on. And I just hope everything goes well. I know he I, appreciates the fan support and everything that's been. Absolutely. Out there. Beatrice is a sweetheart too. We go to, we've actually done the, again, the convention thing and we, uh, we got to go to a fun thing out in Pennsylvania. They showed all the movies together. And uh, we went to a, an, an old, what do you call it? It's called the Mahoning Drive-In in, in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. Up around town, yeah. Right. And so, right. And they, right. So uh, they have a, man, they have the largest collection of like old school movies, like in the United States. The, the, the I forget what that's called. The, the actual film, it's called something. but 35 millimeter, uh, the projectors, yeah regular projectors where they have to change the deal and all that you know and it's not all digital now and it's a drive-in so it's super fucking cool man it's fucking cool as shit and so we saw three four and five all together out there and it was a hoot man they, they filled the place and it was fun just like that was just recently here in october but beatrice was there as well so i, I see beatrice buckley at, at conventions and she uh she'll be uh out she's the best yeah, she'll be at a convention here pretty soon there because Robert and all the girls are going to be at a convention. I don't know, but I saw it on online. But she'll, they're out there still doing their thing. Somewhere on the East Coast, they have a con coming up. But uh, Yeah, I saw about that. She was texting me about it. But it, it's funny you bring up the 35 millimeter because I was just watching Friday the 13th Part 2 because they had a, a Friday the 13th here a couple weeks ago. 
All right, in, all right, yeah. In Philly at a uh, mausoleum. Because <laughs> another, yeah, it was cool as shit. Because it was a friend of the show, Lauren Marie Taylor was in that. And wow. she said, hey, they're doing this thing at a mausoleum and near you and whatnot. Can you come out? I said, yeah, I'll come out. And besides the projector and all that, it was just cool to. Oh, yeah. Uh, with well, the was, uh, all that. I think it's cool. Not, I'm not, not that I, I think Nightmare 4 is, the, it just holds like, it's better than three because three kind of dates itself. And five is too weird. <laughs> and so it's like number four is straight fun. And it's still, it's not too, it dates itself in the MTV commercials. But other than that, if you took this guy, the only reason I know that is because fans will say, like, I'll go to cons and they'll say the craziest shit to me or stuff that I'm like, man, you're fucking right, dude. You know, like they'll tell me more about the film than I've ever known, you know, like how many deaths and whatever. But uh, this guy said, if you took the credits off, you know, like when it starts out in the beginning, it says like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, I'm starring. If you made those credits look new, like how they like of a new movie, he said the movie itself would probably hold its own. And I'm all, you're right, man. You kind of have a good point. You know, it, it, it just the effects and the uh, the way it looks. I mean, it has a commercial look to it and it has a scary look to it, but it's also fun. Where mm -hmm. when I was because when I was at the movie theater, man, I was rolling when I was watching part five. I was like, this is the most fucked up movie, dude. There's like this one scene where all three of our like heads are going and like the whole gnarly big death scene is just disturbing, dude. It's all dark. I go, no wonder people thought this movie. I was like, but number four was more fun. That's all I can say, you know, like more laughy and jokey, but it still had scary stuff, you know, Freddy Krueger and all that. But um, but yeah, but anyhow, it's fun to watch them at the at the at a theater still because it's it's still pretty fun. I just we just when uh when they uh, showed the reunion from hell when we were out in Nashville, we actually there's a really funky place called uh, Full Moon Cinema. It's in Nashville. It's a it's a movie theater, but it's also a tattoo parlor place and a bar. And then they have memorabilia all over the walls. You know, there all kinds of horror stuff and all kinds of movie posters and whatnot and memorabilia. And then, then the, it's an actual movie theater as well. So it's, you can get a tattoo, get drunk and watch nightmare on Elm street. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> cool. And it's like a mom and pop. It's privately owned by a bunch of really cool people. Yeah. It's funny. So, I'm supposed to go to Nashville in a couple of weeks uh, to see uh, some friends in the music biz. And they told me about this place that we got to go check out, which was full moon. So. Oh, oh yeah. You got to check it out, dude. You're going to love it. Even me. I was like, no way. So they're cool. They even do a con. I'm actually going to go. What is it called? We're, um, they invited me back out in what is it? April. They have in, in the first week of April, first weekend of April, full moon, I believe, tattoo and horror. They have their own convention and they have like, you know, B-list celebrities like myself. No, they got some other people, some real movie stars besides me. And then, you know, hey, we'll be out there promoting our new movie, too. So Hayden and I will be there. Hayden Newman. Yeah. Well, speaking of conventions, because we've been on that a lot, favorite person you've got to run into? Man, there's a lot, but I got to tell you, I had a really good laugh on an airplane ride with Michael Bean because we were, he found out, he doesn't even know who I was. He was just like, hey, you know, we're all kind of grouped together in a green room, right? And then 
he was there with the Terminator guys or whatever, you know, he's fucking Reese and whatever. He's been in everything, you know, but he's in Tombstone and all these other movies. Like, Alien and yeah. right. Right. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm more like an awe of the guy. Like, holy shit, dude, no way. So then somehow in the conversation, because he also was in this really terrible movie called Navy Seals. And he found out I was a real army ranger and he just was like, no way. And then he came over and he started talking about his service. And then he's like, and then I saw, and then we got into the conversation about the, the movie Navy Seals. And then it just so happened flying back home, I got bumped up because I knew what, obviously they don't fly me in first class. But there was somehow there was an extra seat and I got to fly in first class because usually I fly regular. So I ended up sitting next to Michael and then he saw me and goes, Hey man, no way. And so we start talking on the way home and he told me the funniest stories about Navy SEALs and what a piece of shit movie it was and like what they tried to make him do. And like, he was telling them the whole time, the story was stupid or not stupid. They, he wouldn't, you know, these guys wouldn't do this. Or, and he said, there was a volleyball scene that they made him cut. Like they wanted it like top gun. They were trying to make it like fucking top Gun. I swear <laughs> to God. I mean, if he tells you, he's, his stories were way more funny than I would, but I was rolling because I'm not kidding. He was just like, the script was a piece of shit. He said, <laughs> he's like, they wanted us to do a volleyball scene, just like Top Gun. And I was rolling because the movie, you know, he, they spent so much money to get all the rights to, to film what they where they got to go. Like, and, you know, all this Navy shit. And the movie was not good. It's just not good. And it was funny because actually a real, like in the, like as an army ranger you know i was with the navy seals a lot we we make fun of that movie a lot man it's pretty funny so to hear him make fun of it was a good one man i was rolling and you know yeah i'm he's also he's just a cool dude and he's in i think tombstone he just happens to be like a guy that's in so many movies that i like you know because i don't know if it's like all the time if i like necessarily that like people go well, who's your favorite actor and i'm like well i don't know you know what I mean? Because I like movies. It's not, you know, I love Blade Runner, the first one. You know, I don't know if Harrison Ford is like my, or, you know, like my favorite actor or whatever. Or, you know, and even Sean Young in the, the girl that's in that movie, she's really good. But then later, I don't, you know, it's like, I like movies and ensemble cast, I think, more than I do like one, you know. But my point about Michael Bain, that dude's like, like you said, fuck, he's in so, he the Western movie. It's like a cult classic tombstone, whatever. And then, aliens and then terminator you know it's two three of my top faves you know that i actually have hard copy dvds of those movies or you know what i mean oh yeah so, it's pretty yeah. cool yeah and like then, you mentioned sean young i love her in stripes no right i was yeah i mean you're right she's she, yeah she actually again when she was young i was she's still a pretty woman but man she was beautiful and sexy and trippy and you know, whatever. She's rad. But is she my favorite actress? I don't know. You know, I know. I don't know. Because, yeah, when people all the time acting, you know, it's like you got there's so many really, really good actors. Not 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 just the old people always say, oh, Robert De Niro. Doesn't hear. No, man. There's like these young dudes like Jared Leto and fucking that one kid at Redmayne or whatever. That fucking dude that, oh, he's the Andy Redmayne or whatever, you know, and even like, I don't know, like there's just a lot of really really good actors now out there they're you know not not just the old school people that have been doing it for years or you there's no new group of actors that are great i think brad pitt was really good I and mean, he still is but i'm saying when he was like you know doing all his movies that were a little bit different you know like i think fight club was a fun movie i love that movie you know i like you know so 
it just depends on like uh i'm trying to think i met some funny people though i met steven seagal and he never broke character the whole time hmm. he's yeah like two police officers on either side of him and he's just sitting there me i sit across from him and they say hi he's like young man gives me a nod <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll put it this way. I'm not a fan of Steven Seagal and just because, <laughs> and you heard some of the stories about him and unfortunately he'll, oh, that didn't happen. This didn't happen. Guess what? When I'm friends with guys who like hung out with Gene LaBelle and stuff and they say everything said about Steven is true. <laughs> yeah. Right. He was a character, dude. He was funny. I was like, okay, brother. But uh, you know who's also was cool and also a movie that I got really lucky to sit with uh, the Boondock Saints. But it's also Norman, the one dude is on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Read it. So those guys, but those guys were real fun, real cool. And then to be honest, man, hanging out with Robert England is really, really pretty cool. And I've got to hang out with that guy a lot. And he's got, I swear he's never, there's never a boring story or never a repeated story. You know <laughs> Yeah. I don't remember any repeats and I've been hanging out with him for years. Even when we did the movie, I got to sit with him a lot because I did a lot of special effects, you know, like a lot of special effects in both movies. And so I was with Robert, you're with the effects crew a lot. I'm just sitting there blabbing away, you know. And back then, Robert, I think he lived in Malibu at that time. We surfed a little bit more. And I was a big surfer at one time. So I still surf, but he was surfing then too. We'd actually run into each other at the beach and no common people who you know, just had a love for surfing all the way back to the 60s and things like that. And he would know and he would know stories about people that I only knew stories about, you know, and he would actually know the person and give me a personal story. That was pretty fun. He's, he's so much fun to hang out with. I'm going to see him in June. We have a big convention out here in Los Angeles called Monster Palooza. And uh, I finally got invited. Yeah. <laughs> actually, well, it's fun. Is, it invited me a couple of times. So. Well, it's funny. Well, like you said, he's got stories upon stories. I would love to pick his brain more. But oh, yeah, it's, oh, but speaking of which, and I'm playing like uh, folks won't see the video, but I'm playing uh, what do you call it? like uh, Gallagher or not or not Gallagher uh, Carrot Top with all the props. Why? Oh. Why I was at the show we were at, I got to see an old buddy, Mister Mick Strong, which oh. <laughs> which. Did he start- yeah, he, he does as usual, you know. It and you're a horrible human and then love you, Mick Strong. <laughs> he, yeah, he said, he told me if he bought this book, he got ripped off. Love, Mick. <laughs> and, and that's Mick being nice. No, that's what I said. He's a fucking riot, dude. He was, we were sitting next to each other at this place and that's what he does. He's like, but it's like not real. I mean, he's obviously sweet as hell. He's joking, yeah. but yeah, he'll, he'll give you an insult. Like you're a fucking horrible human. Mixed wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think I said this to you at the show because I said I got some of my stuff, equipment wise and all. And he was doing a panel there uh-huh. where he was, uh, you know, what he does at his panels is takes clips and, you know, from the special effects aspect that he worked on and all. And well, I, I, have the video, but I promised him I wouldn't share it. But I did it for him, filmed it. So he has about a 45-minute, 50-minute panel. And he gets about 45 minutes, 
you got the last five minutes or so. Right. And Mick is Mick. And I know my phone will probably go off telling this story again, but I don't care. <laughs> but he he is a boisterous person. Am I right on that one? He's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Mick and Mick might say things like shit and fucking. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. Throwing a yeah, there's some words peppered in with his when Mick is being Mick. So the funny part about it is, and knowing Mick, I thought this was a total setup. Somebody stands up in this in the auditorium or whatever or in the room and goes, well, it'd be a lot funnier if you didn't say fucking shit all, all the time and storms uh, out the room. Uh, right, I'm th- we're, now we're all waiting for the Mick to go, okay, got you. You know what I mean? Thinking Mick being Mick. Oh, I fucking hear you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, but she, this person was legit pissed off. Like, right. Mick like, would say, I won't fucking do that ever again. Pretty much. <laughs> so, anyway, we leave, things wrap up. And I go, I walk back upstairs to where you guys all are. And I go, dude, you didn't set that up? That was hilarious. He goes, right. I know, you know, it's so funny. A person was, we were watching the movie and I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, a thousand times, Nightmare 4. And uh, we were, we had seen, we'd went, we showed the, the, the premiere really was for Reunion from Hell, you know what I mean? Yeah. For Tennessee. But as a double feature, because Lisa and I were there, they played Nightmare 4. And so we were up in the, where the cast and crew is the theater is kind of it's not separate but there is a balcony area kind of you know where you can be if you want to watch nightmare a 35 year old movie if you've never seen it but i got shushed they were like someone shushed me during the movie and then i didn't even know because i was probably being loud and drinking but i was in the top <laughs> in the, making fun of myself of the movie because like in the very beginning of the movie but there's a scene <laughs> where like Lisa has a dream and it's like that fucking right. The, oh, what major. Oh, you are a major league hunk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. In the air. And so I remember the funniest shit is my brother was playing baseball for the days at that time. Well, he, he'd come home for summer and we were super excited. My family was, I was in a movie. My brother was playing pro ball. It was all this cool stuff. And he was sitting, we're watching the movie and he's kind of sitting there and, and, uh, we're both because we're totally making fun of the movie, making you know, like, oh, look, oh, great, here he goes, you know, because, like, totally. And so, the opening scene, because I had that big kind of hair, you know, which was the 80s hair or whatever. And it comes <laughs> my scene, it's just all me. And my brother goes, What's up, George Michael? <laughs> <laughs> and we laughed so hard. So, during that scene, that's what I told the audience, and everyone laughed. And this fucking dude goes, shh, and he shushed me. <laughs> I was like, and then I was like, it was kind of like that situation with Nick. I was like, are they serious? Are they, am I getting shushed right now in my own yeah. movie? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, so I walk upstairs. I go, dude, I did you? I'm expecting him to set it up because that's how he is. He goes, no, that wasn't. Oh, shit. I asked you to film that, didn't I? Oh, <laughs> and of course, Nick Benson's sitting to his right going, wait, right. you got that? I'll pay you. How much? How much is it going to cost me this? Yeah, oh man, yeah. I just did. I was just was. He was out there. He came out. Uh, yeah, Mick Strawn came out to uh, came out to our little meet and greet out there in Nashville because they had Nightmare on Elm Street Four playing, and he was the production designer. Yeah, for I believe three and four, and maybe five, but three and four for sure. And his sister so, was in five, involved with five. 
so okay so anything you see in four i mean he was he he uh you know okay basically production design everything that you see in the on film and what's funny is i the poster the real movie poster my name's not on there but mix is <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah if you see behind the screens guys you know like uh, oh, yeah, grab Dan- book, grab book. and he'll insult you like danny said <laughs> It's even more fun if you go to a con and buy it because you'll get a you'll get a, a what do you call it a <laughs> not a compliment the opposite of a compliment I can't think he he's <laughs> like uh, George Carlin he'll just insult you to death and insult right you get insult and a signature <laughs> yeah. yeah it's all for the price of one folks and if you're at a con you'll see his dog who is cool as hell so right you know I yeah. use. And I was going to say there, so, you know, because uh, you were joking about the George Michael hair. I'm working on it right now, as you can see. Yeah, I have long hair for me, too. Yeah. But I'm going to play a cowboy here in April. And I don't know whether I'm going to grow a mustache or whatever I'm going to do. I don't know. I might grow a mustache, so we'll see. But yeah, I yeah, keep- you, have to, you have to do the full Manchu. But I don't want to keep you all day. But my final question for you, and it's hilarious. It, well, not hilarious, but because I saw an interview you did, I guess, six months, a year ago, whatever the case is, when your daughter uh-huh. was sick. What does she think of what you do? Like when well, she, she... Well, The thing is, what's funny is she still hasn't figured out the movie thing. She kind of has. Well, she knows that, you know, daddy makes movies. And then what's funny is when we do this kind of stuff, this is what she sees or she sees me at conventions. And <laughs> she now... She makes her own merch, and it's like I think I'm gonna start selling merchandise. Like, you know, she's like, she she does like her little MTV channel. She's like, like it's funny. We let her go for it. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure she'll. Who knows? But yeah, she doesn't really get the movie stuff yet because Freddy Krueger is not for kids, and Reunion from Hell is not for kids, and I don't think the Werewolf movie. You know, any of these the movies that are R-rated, I just don't. We don't let her watch. You know, she doesn't. I mean, she. What's funny is. She knows she'll always say, "Oh, Danny, Daddy, look, Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger," but she doesn't watch the movies. It's just too, you know, they're too, they're too, uh, too violent for her. You know, still, even though mine's not, it's a funny one or whatever. So she doesn't really watch them. So she doesn't know that, but she knows Robert. She's met him a bunch of times, and she knows that he's the man that plays that guy. But she doesn't really concept that. Yeah, <laughs> he's a burnt up child molester that kills you in your fucking dreams. You know what I mean? It's like she doesn't understand all of that nor do i want her to yet but uh <laughs> but yeah we keep it as fun as possible and then we still have the band we still play music so she sees it she's around a lot of that kind of stuff you know even when she was a baby baby yeah you know you have to like take her to rehearsal or like things like you know when i was doing i still when i do stand up one time i was in chicago doing stand-up comedy and andros was with me oh geez i was pretty i was I don't know, you know, I've been doing comedy, but then I'd not done comedy with uh, my kid in the room, <laughs> you know, so I'm like a new dad bringing my kid. I remember I was at this one place, he goes, what's with the one dude about his kid? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and then, so anyhow, I started, the bar started making noise and I could see that my daughter, you know, through my wife had her and Andras was there sitting like, you know, back from, from the crowd a bit and she'd fallen asleep. 
and we were and I, I when I didn't want the crowd to get loud. So on, we were laughing in the car ride home. He goes, dude, you were so self-conscious. He goes, you, you were, he's like, you were trying to be like the quiet comedian because you didn't want your daughter. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was a struggle. I'm like, don't laugh because you're gonna wake up my kid. But anyhow, but uh, yeah, she she's she, like I said, we don't expose her anything weird, just all the fun stuff of it, you know, like and and Getting invited to a convention is an is a is a privilege, you know. You have to get invited, so that's yeah. why it's fun. You know, take my family with me and you know do I, some traveling and people. Well, you know what's funny. Speaking of uh, burnout fuckers, uh, I heard a story, and I got to have you tell it because I just remembered it when you were talking about Robert there. Apparently, during part four, but there was actually two stories. The one with Robert was you saw him scared the shit out of kids at a schoolyard coming out of his trailer. So what was oh, that story? That's a great story. I tell that one all the time because that, <clears throat> what's it called? So number three was starting to be really successful and the rock bands and all that shit that, that was like becoming like a mainstream thing. So kids were seeing, you know, those spreading lunch bills were starting to have like merch, merchandising. That really wasn't as big as, it is now like you go to fucking fast food places and all the movies and all that bullshit. Disney just throws shit at everybody, but it wasn't really like, it was just starting to do that then. And so now you got Freddy Krueger on lunch pails and posters and stuff. And so kids knew of him, but they didn't really know how scary he could be. And then back then, man, prosthes prosthesis, fake teeth and then glove and the makeup, it looked real as shit. So he didn't, even myself, that's what's so funny. That very day we were filming. And I'd seen Robert a few times. We talked and, you know, da, 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 da. we'd been seeing him on set. We did the read-throughs and stuff. And, but I'd never seen him in full makeup. I had never seen him in full deal, right? And that day, I, he had, my work call was after his. So that, whatever, I was, I had like a 12 o'clock work call. And he was there early because he has to get his makeup on. So as I got to the trailer, by then I realized, oh, there's a school right there. So all these little kids are like having recess and it's not, they're not, they're probably from kindergarten to like, you know, elementary, very, you're not old at all. They're like third grade, maybe the oldest little kids. And they're right where our trailers are. And, but the sets are over here. And so they get winded. Oh, Hey, there's a, they're filming Freddy Krueger over there. So they're all screaming, Freddy, Freddy holding on to the fence, you know, trying to see Robert as he comes out of his trailer on his way to the set. And so I'm in my trailer, but I still had time. So I was, was like watching this whole scene develop, you know, and now all these kids are they're like, they're rocking the big old chain link fence and they're all like waist high. They're tiny kids. <laughs> so We're just a bunch of midgets. We don't know. No, they were, no, they were little kids. That's why I was like, dude, that's why I was like, let me watch this unfold because they have no fucking idea. They're, you know what I mean? This shit. And I hadn't seen Robert yet. And I was still like, whoa, dude, what's he gonna look like? You know what I mean? Because this is like 88, man. This is like real cool makeup. You know, you didn't even see me didn't have a cool rubber mask and all that. So trailer door opens, makeup trailer. He comes out in character and steps out and does like a quick like walk, like Robert walk, you know? And it's just like, hey, kitties, or something like that. Oh my God, these kids, they they lost their shit. They were like, ah! And they went running every different direction. <laughs> they thought he was real, man. They're like, oh my God, he's real. He looked real. And then he just walks off to it. And then he goes to the set. But it was awesome, dude. These They were like chasing. I saw like teacher's aides and people chasing kids everywhere they were out of there, dude. Well, 
And then he came out. They were like, oh, my God, he's real. That was pretty funny. <laughs> and the other story that I thought was hilarious, and if you – for those who are listening can't tell, Danny's a fun guy, likes to screw around, laugh, all that fun stuff, which, speaking of which, I will be out in your way early March, so maybe we can get a beer and maybe take you to a Kings game. We'll see. Oh, never know, buddy. So – Anyway, the story with Danny that is I found hilarious was during your death scene. And for those, I think most people who listen are aware of this. You know, when filming is happening, they get permits, all that stuff. So you guys were scheduled to be in this one section at the point of where your truck flips over. Right. But yet, so you're waiting for your time and whatever, and you see a woman walking her dog and you're in full makeup. So what was that? Oh my God. So yeah, we, it's Hollywood's a trip. I mean, you, one side of the, you know, these are nice neighborhoods, like, you know, very usually affluent as shit, especially now, you know, they weren't cruddy neighborhoods at all. So one block is all like lighting stuff and fog machines and camera cranes and all these Hollywood stuff. And then a, one block over, it's total neighbors. You wouldn't even know that there's like they're filming a big movie unless you walk around the court, you see all the trucks and all that, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I had, I had, a, <laughs> I had a, the way it was looked, it was, they, it looked as though like my neck had been ripped out. So this prosthesis piece, it goes on your neck and then like my windpipes kind of hanging out and the bottom part's hanging out. So it looks like my windpipes just ripped in half, right? It looks real as shit. It's all stuck on like that. I have that piece over my eye and the one over your eye is not uncomfortable it's not uncomfortable it's like wearing an eye patch it's like it doesn't even it looks like it might be uncomfortable but and then but the actual piece man it looks like you got a big old swollen shiner it looks so real you, you can sit there and touch it and go oh oh and everyone's all it just looks real as shit so yeah i got that bloody shirt ripped open neck all these torn up clothes and yeah there's a lady walking her dog coming down the street and I was just like, I should have never did it because she, I was, yeah, I walked up to her. I go, call 911, call 911. She was like, oh my. Like, it was funny. I'm joking, I'm joking. And then she couldn't, she still couldn't, it, it didn't register because then I was like, totally, you know, it's makeup. You know, look, it's like, she was just like, and then someone's like, that's not funny. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> then someone apparently was yelling, all right, Dan, stop screwing around, let's go. <laughs> right. The lady's all, oh killed over i was like oh my god i just killed an old lady but yeah i had it was like having the best halloween or halloween yeah like a halloween costume you you definitely are winning the hot the costume contest for like ripped out neck eyepiece guys it was awesome though and i don't know if it's still on ebay but i think i might have to look and see if i can get that piece from your motorcycle setup yeah. that i heard you talk about <laughs> And then there's a picture of me. I, I sell a lot at conventions. So, yeah, if you guys are if you guys are cons and you like memorabilia, I got a great picture of that. It's like one of my good ones. Well, Danny Hassel, thank you so much for the time, brother. Likewise, man. Take care, and I'll see you guys out on the road. Did it. Want me to get him? Well, I got him. My mouth is an easy, and I shot him with the hundreds of rhymes. With the design to make him rewind. This time I draw the line. Chill. Don't nobody touch him, cause I'ma get ill The boy's 40 has a three dollar bill And this time I shoot to kill Just like a sucker you took the bait Now you're like a dead fish on my dish <laughs>
Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today.